Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got to tell you, I, I I made like a decision at some point in my adult life to be a Tottenham fan. And I just don't know why I did it. <laughs> I want to say it was when it was, it must've been early Pochettino era. And mm-hmm. like, there were a whole bunch of like, oh, which like you support this college football team, which premier league team should you support? And there was a whole lot of Michigan state to Tottenham. It's like, they're good. They never really win anything, but they're fun. And Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast, a uh, acknowledged and loved American cousin of the British uh, conglomerate Touchline Media Group. Uh, They have a whole bunch of really cool podcasts and Patreons and Discords and YouTubes. YouTube is a big thing now, apparently. Uh, and, uh, so you should, you should all check them out specifically. You should check out cop and fracas and I'll tell you why in a second. This episode is brought to you by the Smith workforce management group, as well as whoever blue wire has decided to put in, uh, last time they did Shopify, which is nice. I I, I've never used it, but it seems like a, a cool, uh, organization because they pay us in breakfast tacos and we take it, uh, for all of your, uh, employment law, business law, NIL law, criminal law, corporate law, any type of law. Check out the Smith Workforce Management Group. We, uh, yeah, it's a we. We we do all sorts of stuff with them, and uh, apparently they 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 have the the ability to advise you on things in London, but not actually um, go to court. I'm actually not sure how court works in England. I assume it's the same thing. It's a common law system. Anyways, uh, we are here to talk about playoffs in football, and and therefore it's obvious which football we're talking about because as a Tottenham fan. I don't know what you're talking about with any sort of semifinals that happened as we're recording. Don't have any commentary about it. Uh, so clearly we're talking about American football and we are joined by 
our London NFL correspondent, uh, Krish. Krish, how are you? How are you feeling today uh, on this uh, two days removed from Black Monday? Um, I'm feeling very good after some fantastic news that I got yesterday, uh, being a New York Giants fan. It was looking very shaky, very, very shaky for a while. Um, But yeah, I'm not going to say anything outlandish and say the Giants are back because there's going to be yet another year of pain on the cards. Easily. Um, But hopefully it's going to be rewarding pain that ends up with a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young. So yeah, I'm I'm feeling very good, Asa. Well, that's good. I mean, uh, I, I'm, I'm sad to hear that the Daniel Jones era is, in fact, already over. Uh, but <laughs> that implies it actually began. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll say this: um, uh, Brian Lewerke was the backup quarterback for the Giants this weekend. Uh, Brian Lewerke, noted Michigan State quarterback, and somehow still hanging around NFL practice squads. Very happy <laughs> for him. Um, I don't think he played, but you know he was around. Which I remember, I, I think he had a really good preseason game. I'll have to check. He he it's definitely he, highlight types. Yeah, no, no. He uh he had like a thirty-five yard run in the preseason, uh, and 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 it was he's he's he did that at Michigan State where it's like you look at him, and you're like ah pocket passer, and I'm not going to get into the racist element of that, but <laughs> he's not at all. Like he's like a runner and a very willing runner. Um, and he always like once once a year he gets like a he he would get like a thirty-five to forty yard run. And people would be like, right, he runs the ball sometimes, <laughs> um, which is, is the Brian Lewerke. And actually, Daniel Jones did that once um, True. back back when he was uh, a quarterback who we cared about. Um, but we don't. So I, I want to get into the Joe Judge um, firing because I want to say, like, I, I've never really understood the you your job is saved and then that person taking that as a mandate, like it, it happens with politics all the time where it's like, oh, I got like a very, very narrow majority. I'm going to institute every grab bag weird thing. And like it happens in American politics and British politics, all politics. It's like in, in the British system, for example, like it's like I have 35 percent of parliament. I am going to institute Brexit, for example. Uh, as 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 um as Richard Nixon's head once said on Futurama, I'm going to sneak into people's houses at night and wreck up the place. That is essentially what that majority gives you, right? <laughs> like like it's like we have a bare majority. What do you want to do? Change the nature of the system? Awesome, cool. Let's do cool. it. Uh, and Joe Judge did that. Joe Judge like like the stories that came out was like, okay, he's safe. On Black Monday, he wasn't fired. We all made a lot of jokes, and then the next report that came out was like but he wants to have final say over hiring the GM. And it's like, dude, you don't, you don't have final say over your own damn job. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing here? I, uh, yeah, it, it was honestly the most bizarre thing. Um, you've done nothing in the two years that you, I, I will say his first season, whilst the results weren't particularly good, you can see some sprouts of improvement, but the second year, everything just went to absolute hell. Um, granted there were injuries granted he was saddled with Jason Garrett but as a head coach you're expected to overcome those things you're not supposed to be handicapped by them so yeah to, to think you should have some form of say who becomes the new GM have power over you know personnel decisions and whatnot it's just absolutely ludicrous and I'm glad that John Mayer grew a pair of balls and basically just said okay we need to start afresh because now you can actually target really good culture changing GM candidates um, and the list that's been drawn up at the moment is really positive so it's actually a nice push to go into the future and also it's a good example that bullying works 
because <laughs> Giants Twitter was very annoyed as soon as the reports came out that you know JoJo's job will be safe for next year, and we're all thinking, wait a minute, Wh- no, no. <laughs> and it's, it's a funny I, thing, like like you said, like bullying works, and and the first time that I really saw, and again, like in American American sports, like American owners don't care about their fans like and i, I can say that mm-hmm. because they they very clearly don't um but it was so interesting because it was like you had stan stan Kroenke and the and the glazers and john henry during the uh the european super league and it's like i think that they got very confused when when uh levy and and the other uh british owners or or i guess uh in in man city's case it was um qatar or uh emirati owners um we're like, oh, we care about our fans. And like you could see like Cronky and the Glazers and Henry being like, why? <laughs> like, why <laughs> why do you care about your fans? And it's like it's like a like a very different um thing. But like it actually worked this time. Um and, and Giants fans actually got what they wanted. So you mentioned that like you you had some some GM GM types who you wanted. I mean, I know who who I would want as a coach to bring in, but who who are you thinking for for GMs? So the two people that um, I've forgotten the one guy's name now, which is not great because you know, I was sort of reading something about him earlier on. Um, the kind of second in charge uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. I was reading a really good piece about him on The Athletic, just how kind of the culture that they've had in terms of with, with their draft culture, how they kind of assimilate things and bring in very specific types. Um, kind of two examples they used was kind of George Kittle and how they valued him as a tight end to fit that car hat. Carl Shanahan system and um, Aaron Banks of Notre Dame uh, yeah. in the previous draft, uh, kind of having him as, you know, in that approach they do have in their offense, which is kind of like really run heavy zone based. Um, so you look at that and you think, okay, cool. I can really get on board with that. And the other guy I'm really interested in, I think who should probably get it by all things that I've read uh, is Joe Shane from Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Someone who's really heavy and, preaches analytics and just has a really forward-driven approach. You mean you see what him and Brandon Bean have done in the with the Bills franchise in such a really short period of time. There's just really good things to like about both of those people. So yeah, it's it's a it's weird. It's just, you know, obviously you, you should never really think, you know, be like really happy about when someone gets fired, but it's sports. So you know they deserve it. Um and like it's it's like when when a normal person gets fired, like your first thought always is like are they going to lose their home? Like, how is their family implicated? Like, that's not cool. Um, but in sports, it's like, yeah, he got fired and he got a buyout of $4 million. Like, he'll be <laughs> Yeah. I think Joe just had three years remaining on a deal. So I think he's going to be completely fine. He'll, he'll, he'll be fine. Like, and, and, the, and the best part about it is, um, like, it's not like he's going to stay. Like, this, this whole thing is so incestuous that I promise you, he will either get a job as uh, an... <clears throat> a quality control analyst for some college, Alabama, or he'll go back to being the special teams coordinator for new England. Like he's going to have yeah. to get six figures next year. I prop like I I'm, I'm pretty Easy. certain of that. Um, and, if, I, if I remember rightly, he turned down the Mississippi state job. Oh, that would have been so position. funny. Yeah. That would have been, yeah. He, he turned down Joe, uh, Joe judge turned down Mississippi state in order to be the, the giants head coach. And when I tell you that Mississippi state would have, would have revolted hardcore on this guy, it would have been <laughs> phenomenal. And like the revolts you get from college are a little bit different than, than pro because with pro it's like, well, 
okay, he's a Belichick guy. We're in the Northeast. All right, maybe. And like, does culture really matter when you turn over your team every three years, you know, outside of if you have a good quarterback? Um, But in college, it's like the people you're actually working for um, are the boosters. And Mississippi State boosters are not going to go well with like a guy who's like a disciplinarian (laughs) and sucks. Like they've done it. It doesn't work. Um, so that would have been, that would have been great. We missed out on some high comedy, uh, and you missed out on, on two years of not having Joe judge as your coach. So everybody lost. Imagine the egg bowl content we would have got from that. Oh, oh, it would have been beautiful. I, um, there was actually just a report, um, just talking about the egg bowl, um, that, uh, the bears number one option after Harbaugh, which, and Harbaugh appears to be, to be uninterested in the bears job is, uh, Lane Kiffin which would be delightful. I, I don't that think it's real for everybody. involved. <laughs> I don't think it's real because like, why, like what, who benefits from that? And, and nobody, um, but that would be delightful. I would really enjoy the stories that came out of Wrigley, Wrigleyville as Lane Kiffin goes to bars and hits on 23 year old Northwestern grads, uh, which would be great for everybody. Um, most Bears, most Bears fans are sitting there hands in, no, head in our hands thinking, okay, maybe Matt Nagy wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, like you, you start going through like the, the list of like, oh, Matt Nagy's terrible. Can I interest you in a Joe Judge? <laughs> no? Okay, yeah, maybe <laughs> relax a little bit. Um, so in terms of coaches, so obviously like the, the GM sets the, sets the tone. Um, I think that the Bills are an interesting example because um, they actually stuck to their plan. They, they thought that they had their guy in Josh Allen and everybody mocked them for it. And they said, no, we believe in him. We're going to build around him and we are going to give him wide receivers. Yeah. Now, granted, they couldn't have really expected a, a pandemic that made Cole Beasley into a pariah. But like you give Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley, you know, Dawson Knox, like, yeah, he's pretty good. Um, you know, they gave him, they gave him two running backs who can do the job they've built around their guy. So I think um, if you think that Daniel Jones is not the guy, I didn't think Daniel Jones was the guy at Duke, let alone at the giants. Um, you know, I, 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 just to take a step back, somebody is going to take Sam Howell in the first half of the first round and they are going to deserve what they get. I don't know who it is, but they're going to deserve what they get um, because he's not that guy. Does it feel, does it feel very Washington football to you? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, it, it's, it's what it is. It's, you know, because quarterback is such an important position in the NFL because of cost, mm-hmm. right? It's, I actually think that you can win with a, a mediocre quarterback. Um, late career Peyton Manning is a good example of this, but they yeah. cost so much. So you need to hit on rookie quarterbacks. Um, and Washington has just been trying to hit on a rookie quarterback since Robert Griffin third. I, you know, like it's, it's ridiculous. So, yeah. um, and, 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 and in that draft, they took two and one of them, one of them washed out and one of them is making way too much money and pissing off every single Minnesota fan. So shout out Kirk Cousins. We're a big fan of him in, in these parts. And God bless him. <laughs> like, and, like, I, I don't know why you can be mad. Like Kirk Cousins is a good example of like, you know, you can be mad at certain players, right. For sucking. Because it's like, oh, they, they, they've given off this allure. The, the, the biggest example I can think of um, actually comes from soccer, and it's Mario Balotelli. Like, when he didn't do the job, you yeah. were like, I hate you. Because you, you've, you've brought so much attention to yourself. 
it's not Kirk Cousins' fault that people give him hundreds of millions of dollars. He has always been who he's been, right? Like he's never, he's never presented himself as an elite quarterback. He's like, no, I'm pretty good. Like if you want to give me 96 million guaranteed, I'll I'll take it. But like, it's not his fault. He sucks. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to turn down hundreds of millions of of dollars when they're put in front of your face. Just it's never going to happen. Yeah. Like, like, and, and to every Minnesota fan who's like, oh, he sucks. Get him out. It's not his fault. The, the, the Wills family gave him that money. He didn't, it's not his fault. Um, but anyway, so, so in terms of the coach, so obviously we talked about GMs, but I, I think with the giants, um, they are lucky because they get Brian Flores in their lap. And I, I think that that's a, that's a good fit. Um, I think that he is the best coach available. Um, who's not named, yeah. who, who who's not otherwise employed at the moment. I mean, I'm sure that there's, I, I like Eric Bieniemy a lot. Um, I, I think that he'll have trouble because um, the last uh, Kansas City offensive coordinator was the aforementioned Matt Nagy, and that didn't uh, turn out so well. Um, but I, I think that I think that Flores is the best option, and and if and if the Giants can can get him, I think that that's that's a big win for them. No, I completely agree with that. Um... That that whole situation is just insane. By the way, that he got relieved, like a weird power struggle. Yeah. Um. Not the guy who drafted Tua over Justin Herbert. Just okay. We're just going to put that to it's one fine. side. It's fine. <laughs> and, and and the 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 crazy thing about it, and and like look, like again, like I try not to get serious on this podcast. There are a lot of serious podcasts about football that get into serious structural issues. But I'm just saying, if Brian Flores didn't look like Brian Flores, Brian Flores would still have a job. I, I have no oh, doubt. Absolutely. That. Um, yeah. And it, and it like, it's, it's awful and it sucks. And somebody else who cares like very deeply about these issues uh, will certainly opine on it. Um, it's not me because I'm here for the jokes and the jokes that are uh, Miami are uh, robust because it's a joke of a franchise. Because if you take, um, and look, I like to attack Biola a lot. He couldn't beat out Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know what to tell yeah. you, <laughs> you know, like it, 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 I don't need to get deeper than that. Like, that's just the fact as it is. Um, and, and if you can't beat out the guy in front of you who sucks, you, I, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, yet another person who you're not going to get annoyed at loads of people throwing hundreds of billion dollars at him. It's not his fault. <laughs> not his fault. He went to Harvard. He's a smart man. Right. Like he, 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 although I think I have a theory that Ryan Fitzpatrick is eternally pissed that he has to play because he probably as a Harvard grad looked at the, the expected return of a backup quarterback in the NFL um, as compared to the cost and was like, best job ever. Right. Like I get millions of dollars and I get to hold a clipboard and I don't have to go work at Goldman Sachs. Awesome. Um, but then like accidentally was like a little bit too good um, and had to play a whole bunch um, which is like unfortunate for him uh, and every team that's employed him. This is why I think he's secretly happy about only having to play like three games a season. Yeah. Like the ultimate bridge quarterback. I have to play three games a season. I get paid $7 billion per year. This is the best like, I could possibly do. I'm going to diversify all those funds as soon as they <laughs> hit my account. It's great. And it's and, and like, you know, that he has it like, like a lot of these guys, it's like, oh, uh, you know, this quarterback made $50 million. Well, you know, he probably didn't keep a lot of that because, you know, 
uh, shady accountants are shady and people who can take <laughs> advantage of people will. Um, but like, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is like, no, no, I'm going to be the bad guy and put all of this in like shady uh, JP Morgan uh, dark money funds that nobody can really track. But oh, by the way, I'm suddenly, you know, like the fifth rich- richest person in the city of Miami um, or Washington. It's like a weird athletic article that we're going to read in about 15 years in the New York Times, where it essentially just says, Ryan Fitzpatrick, whilst he was playing in Buffalo, brought up 70% of the stage of the, the, the city's real estate. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and, and it's like he actually was the money behind uh behind Zillow buying up all those houses in 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 like the, the Midwest that drove home prices up and increased <laughs> dividends. And it's like like he's gonna be like actually like like it's like like those jokes, it's like, oh, who do you think is the villain of the NFL? And it's a picture of Bill Belichick. Like, who is actually the villain? And it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick, back or quarterback? Satan? Find Maybe. out after these commercial messages. <laughs> Who's to say, really? Um, but, but anyway, so, so a whole bunch of, of coaches got fired. Um, pretty much everybody you thought. Uh, the funniest thing, obviously the funniest thing that happened is that the Raiders couldn't announce that they were hiring Harbaugh because they accidentally made the playoffs because both the Colts and the Steelers did stupid things. Well, the Colts did something stupid and then the Chargers did something way stupider. Um, way stupider. I, I, I just like, you know, we, we were recording during that game and I was like, okay, it, it was when it was like 29-14. And then the Raiders were like, come on come on back in. It's okay. You can make the playoffs too. We've <laughs> we want to tie. We want to do this. Come on, let's go. And then, and Brandon Staley, like try hard full kit wanker that he is, is just <laughs> like, no, 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 we're, we're going to play to win. And it's like, dude, even, even like the try hardiest of the tryhards understand that like you can sometimes lose or not win in order to win. Like I, I don't, I, and look, you try your best during the game. You got to overtime. Kneel it out. Kneel it out. Nobody yeah. nobody wants to risk this. Everybody wins. Hey, Brandon Staley also seems like the worst possible person that you want to go on a Las Vegas trip with. You know, yeah. everyone else wants to go really chill. They want to go and see a show, just get drunk, sit by the pool. He's literally five minutes as soon as you check into the hotel, he's at the blackjack table. He's there. All of his money is gone within two hours. And he's <laughs> broke for the entirety of that weekend. He's he's the guy who's like, all right, guys, there's a there's a a, a poker game that's like ten thousand dollar buy-in, and everybody else is like, dude, we're gonna be paying playing penny slots and drinking Coors Light because that's how you <laughs> beat Vegas. That's actually like, I just just as a separate point, the only way to actually beat Vegas, and I realized this as a twenty two year old. Um, the first time I went to Vegas, didn't have fun. Second time I had went to Vegas, had a blast. The difference, first time I went to Vegas, I gambled, didn't go well. Because, oh, by the way, it's not supposed to. The second time, I just paid penny slots. And they still give you free drinks. Now, you can't order a Johnny Walker Blue, right? Like as if you're at the roulette table or or the craps table. But they'll give you Coors Light. And you you do the math on it. And it's like, you you lose 20 bucks, but you have five Coors Light. You know, the math works on that. Uh, So, dear listeners, if you want to know how to beat Vegas, um, don't hire Jim Harbaugh. Play penny slots. That's how you win. Um, but advice we can all live by. Yeah, right. But uh, so um, the like, like, yeah, like you said, like Brandon Staley just like did not understand the goal 
or the job, right? It's like, like that, like, like that joke and like, like that goes around. It's like, oh, who understood the assignment? He did not. He, he, he was given an assignment and it was make the playoffs <laughs> and he failed and he failed by being a tryhard. Um, the lesson being, of course, never try. Um, but do you know who does try really hard? This sponsor. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I actually don't know if they try really hard. It, it could be like a relaxing uh, spa. I, I actually don't know. Really, we had a really odd and aggressive Roman advert like a few weeks ago. It was very <laughs> aggressive. It was very, very in-your-face erectile dysfunction hell. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like... I always like that because it's like, it's like when you're watching um, college football late or, or, or listening to your favorite podcast, like touchlines and touchdowns or cop and frock. Um, and like, then you get an ad that's like, am, am I the target audience for, <laughs> for like tax schemes? Because like, for example, like college football, um, all of the bowls like have sponsors and like an, an unnerving amount of them are like tax slayer tax act and it's like ah you you think that me college football fan has a problem with their taxes you'd be right but i don't like the implication um and and with us apparently it's like erectile dysfunction and uh visiting canada which i guess sure (laughs) um so so anyways so we do have some some uh some nfl playoffs um, we'll talk about the the national championship game um, in college football after we talk. We we go through the NFL playoffs because um, that game ended in a way that I think is really appealing to all of my uh, British friends for for reasons we'll get to. Um, yep. it, it portends well for 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 uh, events in Qatar, Qatar, Qatar. Um, so we've got we've got games this weekend. Um, so first things first, uh, Chris, obviously you're a Giants fan, but like, do you, like, are, is there a team that you've adopted going into the playoffs? Because as a Lions fan, I do this every year, right? It's like, okay, I get through the, the, the 17 or 18 weeks of the season. Ah, okay. Playoffs. Who do I actually want to win now? Um, and I'm, I'm rolling with the chiefs because Patrick Mahomes was nice to my brother once. And it's, it's literally no, that's a nice reason that. why to be fair. Yeah. yeah that's my, a good reason. My brother's a journalist. He, he interviewed Patrick Mahomes once and, and he was very nice to him and, and like, wasn't a dick about scheduling. Like a lot of times, like the biggest issue that journalists have is like scheduling these interviews because athletes are busy Yeah, and uh, Patrick Mahomes people never, never rescheduled, never put him off and, and had a nice conversation. So, so for that reason, I support the chiefs uh, in the, in this playoffs, but what, what about you? Um, I was thinking about, so I thought about this very early on in the season when, it very much became apparent that the Giants weren't making the playoffs. I probably should have known that before the season started, but that's another question in its entirety. Um, I've gone for the Bengals of Cincinnati. Okay. Okay. So that actually, that actually brings us into, to our first, the first line that we have. So obviously we've talked about Vegas and as we don't, uh, we don't support gambling as it is a vice and sin and, and it, and it corrupts the moral fiber of our good religious nation. I was going to say Christian nation, but, um, 
it, it was too close to your name and then people would get confused. <laughs> you should see some of the mail I get, honestly. It's 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 fantastic. <laughs> I got one that said Mr. Christiansen. And it's like, I, I'm not Nordic. This doesn't make sense. That, um, that's that's not close. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so the, the line on that game, that game is taking place in, uh, Southern Ohio and Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati minus six, um, which I got to tell you, like, I know that, that Cincinnati looked like a good team this year. And I know that the Raiders mm-hmm. are sort of, eh, but I, I don't know. Six seems like a lot to me. That seems like a lot. If it was free, maybe even to pick them, I, I, wouldn't be against it. I, I I think if you had given me three and a half, I'd be like, all right, fine, fine. Like I'll, I'll roll with that. I, this is a game I, I want to stay away because I, I, I see this as like a, a 28, 24 type of win yeah. for Cincinnati. Like this is like a money line game, not a, not a spread game. Um, and I, but I, I will say this. I, I was dead ass wrong about Joe Burrow. And I'll say that. Because I, I have like a, and I've been dead ass wrong about a lot of quarterbacks recently, which, which says something about me and what I value <laughs> about quarterbacks coming out. But I, I thought Joe Burrow, like, it's like, okay, he had one year where he was literally the best quarterback we've ever seen in college. Um, yeah. Broke all the records, had an offense that was phenomenal. And I looked at that and I said, he was a backup at Ohio State. He transfers over. He has a mediocre year that he has a phenomenal year. And in that phenomenal year, he had wide receivers who we now understand to be two of the best young talents in the league in Jefferson and Chase, Um, a running back who was a first round pick, which never happens anymore. And Clyde Edwards, Alaire and, and and a coaching staff that was Joe Brady literally parlayed it into a, a a NFL job after a year. Um, Joe Brady ski mask hall of fame. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you're, you're looking at, and I looked at that and I was like, I just, I don't think so. I don't think, and, and he's the guy apparently. Although again, I don't know how much of it is he's the guy and how much of it is uh, Jamar Chase is that dude. Uh, <laughs> and he's very much that dude. Um, True. He's, he's got, when you look at it, he's got quite the arsenal. Um, obviously Joe Mixon, very good, very capable both, both ways um, in the backfield. And then even the T Higgins resurgence this season is just absolutely superb. That one I'll take credit for because T Higgins was a guy who I like coming out of Clemson. I was like, that guy's a stud. That guy, like yeah. that guy is an absolute stud. And then he like went late later than I thought he would. I was like, all right, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I think that you're right. Like, and, and they're, I think, I think they're good, but it's Cincinnati and Cincinnati never wins. Like you can only like hope that teams will outperform their, their, like their program caliber for so long. Um, which sort of brings me to our next game, which is um, New England going to the Bills. And, and look, Bills minus four, I get it. Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. This is yeah. not the Patriots of old. But you see the Patriots going to Buffalo. And like from a program perspective, all I can say is like, you really want to bet Buffalo minus four? Because I don't. <laughs> this is a stay away for sure. Because I, you know what Bill Belichick's like. You know he hasn't left his office for the past week. Yeah. He's just been game planning like an evil genius locked in there in the dark, possibly with glow in the dark highlighters. We don't know. We can only like play to, on this. I, I like to think that, that there's just like, um like the only light in his office is a red lightsaber, like the ambient light from a red lightsaber. Um, 
friend of the pod, Angus, uh, and I had a very long uh, fight today about whether Rogue One was a top four Star Wars film. Um, I said that if you take out the 45 seconds of Vader, no. Uh, he said it was good on its merits, but regardless, the 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 ambient red light from Vader's lightsaber is what I believe uh, Belichick schemes to. It does have that aura. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so I, can see that. I also agree with you if you take the forty five seconds of because that Vader scene is just chaotic. It's chaotic, brilliant, so good. It, and it's like it's it's a funny scene because it's like the rest of this movie I find to be uh, okay. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's the type of movie I saw in theaters because I see Star Wars movies in theaters and I see Marvel movies in theaters and it's like, oh, this was fun. This was fun. Okay, great. I'm glad that we got to learn about the Bothans who died. Holy shit. This is the best movie of all time. <laughs> and it was like, it was like exactly that cadence in my head. It was like, okay. So like some of these characters are vaguely compelling. Fine. Great. Glad we're here. Glad we're here. Oh my God. They gave us Vader. That was amazing. <laughs> and they put it right at the end, which is perfect. <laughs> I'm looking. That means that with what they did in that specific scene just makes it even more the anticipation for me, even higher for when we see that showdown between him and you and McGregor's Obi Wan Kenobi in that miniseries. Oh God! So, so I I have to tell you that. So, and and I betray my age a little bit here, um, but I was I was exactly the right age when Revenge of the Sith came out, and I I got to tell you, like that that lightsaber duel between. Uh, between Anakin and Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith. I actually, and, and I, I got into a really long argument with a dance major about this once uh, at the University of Michigan. I think that it is the best, uh, the best example of choreography in, the, in, in like modern history. Um, and the, and yeah. this dance major was like, what about Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Look at the intricacies of this. Like the, 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 the beauty of them mirroring each other, but in reverse and and the whole thing and then she um left the bar because i was the, having this the, argument the lead in swan lake never had the high ground right <laughs> right oh uh and and uh shout out to cobra kai i watched the uh season finale last night they have a joke about that it's phenomenal i don't know if you watch cobra kai um but uh there's a joke about it it's great um so spoiler no spoilers what what do you think what, what did you think of the season by the way I was a little underwhelmed. Season four? Uh, Season the, four. Yeah. So they, I think that they misunderstand what makes the show compelling. Um, yeah. And what makes the show compelling is the redemption of Cobra Kai as a concept and, and the redemption of Johnny Lawrence as a villain. Um, and so I, I yeah. thought that the last two seasons where Kreese came back and Terry Silver came back, they've just made Cobra Kai the bad guy, which is like the whole, it undermines the whole point. Right. Like like it, it, it like it's it's not that Cobra Kai is the bad guy. It's that the people who were working with Cobra Kai were evil. And so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it's Cobra Kai, but like the fact that they made Cobra Kai Cobra Kai um, like undermines the point. So like Cobra Kai should have been the good guys instead of like being the Sith where it's like your cartoon villains. Um, although I guess, you know, I don't know. But what, what, what about you? What do you think about it? Um, I think season one is just unbelievable, unbelievable Agreed. television. Um, it's fantastic. I, I want less of the LaRusso family. No more LaRusso family. I don't care about the LaRusso family. The wife, I actually quite like. I think she's pretty good. The daughter, terrible. terrible. The son, terrible. Terrible. Just give me more, give me more Johnny and Miguel. That's what makes the season so good. 
Uh, Johnny Miguel is, is the core of the show. I agree. I, th- I think that the Hawk storyline was interesting. I'll give, I'll give really them good. that. I'll yeah. give them that. I think that the Dimitri storyline is super boring. I think it's a one note joke that they've hit over and over again. Like, oh, he's a nerd who has a hot girlfriend. Ha ha ha. And it's like, <laughs> that's not actually that compelling because like at a certain point, every girl realizes that it's like jocks aren't that interesting. The guy who's going to make a $10 billion when his IPO, you know, when his tech company IPOs is like, that's actually the way it goes. Um and so like that, that whole thing, I don't find compelling. I think that uh, the, the Tory Sam rivalry is played out. Um, like they mm-hmm. need, to, they need to become friendly in some way um, because, or they need to like have another female character one time um, because like, like you can't have a whole girls division introduce one, like vaguely minorities, minority character and then kill her off immediately. Like, like that was, that was bad. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> It was poor. They definitely need another another female villain in there for sure. Yeah, and like, and 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 the whole like redemption of Tori without actually having her change her 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 behavior. It's like you can't you can't have a character who's redeemed who doesn't change anything. <laughs> it's like you've ju- you've just got like um, television Marissa Tomei like coaxing it out of her, which is Larusso's wife. Um, yeah, and and I'll 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 stand by that television Marissa Tomei. Um, but I think like part of the problem is, is that there's not a good actor in this show outside of her. Um, Ralph Macchio, not great. William Zabka, not great. Uh, I don't know. I thought, I thought, I I thought Billy Zabka has been quite good. I mean, for what he is like, like, do you, do you trust him to carry a scene? Here's one for you. He's been the Derek Carr of Cobra Kai. Which brings us back to football, which I suppose is the subject of this <laughs> <laughs> Totally forgot about that. Um, okay, so let's <laughs> let's run through this quickly and then we'll get to college football. Um, uh, Eagles, Eagles, Buccaneers. Um, I think that that's, that's an easy Bucks cover. It's eight and a half. I don't care. The Eagles aren't very good. Um, what, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, um, <laughs> it's all about stopping the run. If Bucks can stop the run, stop the run. They'll be fine. Yeah, I, I like I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to beat you solely as a as a passer. Um, he's a he's a, he's yeah. a he's a a good run uh, quarterback because he does have that second dimension. But as a as a pure passer, he's not he's not there. Um, he's certainly not going to outduel Brady. Um, uh, 49ers at Cowboys. Dallas is minus three. I have never been more confident in the, in in a team covering uh a like a reverse spread right like you, you know like like the concept of a reverse spread i i am yeah. i am so confident that the 49ers are going to cover by more than three <laughs> like like not only are they gonna win like they're gonna win by 10 because it's the cowboys and the cowboys suck and they always suck and like this is where i like rely on program right like i don't think that the 49ers are particularly good um but i think that the cowboys are bad and i think the cowboys can't win so yeah um no i agree um yeah uh Steelers at Chiefs um even Ben Roethlisberger said they had no chance today I don't know if you saw that um he he was like yeah we we don't really have a chance we might as well go out there and have fun and you got to imagine that like I don't know Najee Harris who who has a career at at Bama and 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 has always been successful is looking around like what the shit (laughs) Like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? What? Why hasn't your Dutch charge been taken away from you? What the hell is this? <laughs> um, 
and, and like, I think the Steelers are even a little pissed that they're here. It's like, oh, we were going to send out Roethlisberger, like, at, at a home game. It's great. You can, you can imagine someone from, like, the communications of PR team. They, you know, they, they, they organized a cake for Week 18. The cake came. They qualified for the playoffs. And it was like, we've got this cake now. I have no idea what to do with it. Do we eat the cake? Do we put it in cold storage? What do we do with the cake? And, so- and like, yeah, and it's, and it's, like, just, like, the those are the people I feel for. Like there's a social media manager who like had like a whole bunch of really cool stuff to roll out this week. And they're like, Fuck. I have to, I, I have to deal with this. Reschedule. Okay. Cool. Cool. Great. <laughs> I, you know, and, and it's like, someone was like, like had booked a trip to Aruba for this week. And they're like, season will be done. It's fine. Season will be done. It's like, Oh, cool. Non-refundable tickets from spirit. Thanks. I actually, you know, at Spirit, I think as occasionally advertised on this podcast. So um, nothing bad to say about Spirit. We, we love you, Spirit, and you're super uncomfortable chairs. Uh, anyways, uh, Cardinals at Rams is the, is the last wild card game. Um, I actually think that this game is sort of interesting because it's, at, it's in Los Angeles. Rams are favored by four. Um, but if you go through it, outside of the Rams having definitively the best player on the field in Aaron Donald, um, is there a matchup that you feel confident that the Rams are can can win over over the the Cardinals? I mean, Stafford is, and I say this as someone who loves him deeply. He's a Lions quarterback. Like, I, I do we really trust him to to outduel Kyler Murray in that offense? I mean, I don't think so. No, it's yeah. the Rams are just super weird. Like the the Odell experiment. Okay, it was good for three weeks. It's not really come to fruition. Are you gonna, can you sell me on Van Je- Jefferson stepping up? Probably not. Um, it's a lot of it's it's, it's a lot on cup shoulders. Well, uh, yeah, again. Yeah, and and it's like and, and, I I just I I just don't see it being I I don't see a a, a one trick offense working. And look, they they said that Cam Akers is coming back. If you expect a guy to come back from up. Uh, what was it Achilles surgery in in six months like you get what you pay for like it's not gonna it's not gonna go well so um I I I think that the Cardinals have that game pretty pretty easily um but I don't know anything especially when it comes to games involving a team in red and a team in blue uh or I guess black um uh speaking uh because I thought Bama was going to beat Georgia I did um same and I, I think that, um, although it's interesting, I, 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 did, I did tweet out this stat before the game that only four times prior to this game had top five teams met twice in a season. Um, and the prior four times, they had split. And this time, Bama won in the SEC championship game. And I was like, yeah, they're going to win again. But it holds. So the next time that happens, I think that, that we can all uh, pretty, pretty happily go with the, with the team to, to, to split the season series. but. This is big news for you because not only as a Georgia fan, this portends very well for our analogy, which is Georgia is the English football team, English national football team of college football. Um, so are you excited about bringing about, about the football coming home in, in 2022? I have something to admit. <laughs> I don't care for international football. Really? Yeah. Um I think it has basically up to low was about 16. Loved it. Every World Cup, every Euros, I'd get up for it. I'd get my England shirt, which I probably still got somewhere in the house. As I've gradually got older, 
I mean, it's because I've just become a little bit more disillusioned with the country itself. It's sure. it's possibly a little bit of a weird thing, but yeah, I don't I don't really care for it. Like they got to the final last year, and I was thinking, okay, if they win, you know what? That's really cool. It's going to be great. But if they if they lose, I'm not going to be be up about it and be down. And you know when Italy did win on penalties, I kind of celebrated for an Italian victory. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was just. You could just see the passion and everything. It was just, ah, yeah. I was watching Sopranos at the same time as well, so it must be seeped into me. So there we go. That's that's fair. So I, I think, like, <laughs> so American soccer fans, football fans, have, have this, like, weird thing because we didn't have a top-level league until 1996. So, yeah. like, it's it's almost like a joke among American soccer fans that, like, if you're of a certain age, your your club team is the U.S. Men's National Team Football Club. Like, it's like, oh, who, who are your favorite players? And it's like, just the Americans. Like, I, like who, who, what's my club? Like, I follow the Americans at their various teams. Um, and it's like, so, so when you talk to people, like when, when I like first started really like interacting with like British football fans um, mm-hmm. and they would get super pissed whenever it was an international break. I was like, why? Like, this is like the cool part. Like, and I, I like realized it was because, oh, because the city that I grew up in, which is Detroit, does not have an MLS club still like still like the, the, like the football that I, or the soccer that I grew up watching was the fourth division of American soccer, but there's no oh, going wow. up and down. Like it was premier development league. Like I was watching like semi pro amateurs for five bucks on, on Sundays. Um, and the closest MLS club was what? 350 miles away in Chicago or Columbus. So in America, because it's so spread out, I think that like we like we needed something to rally around. I, I think like the, the younger generation like are more into their clubs because like it was the first time I've ever seen this. But um, Atlanta United fans got pissed that their players got called up to the national team. Yeah, And I remember and, and that was like the first time I'd ever seen that. And I was like, really? And then you see it from English fans where it's like like I remember like the first time that like um winks didn't get called up for tottenham and there was like this like vague thing like good he'll stay stay at the club he's not gonna get hurt he's not gonna get in trouble like it'll be fine um and and it's interesting and and you see it now because it's like liverpool is like well what the shit are we gonna do without our best player you know like mo Mo salah's going losing to nigeria right now is that helpful to anybody (laughs) i guess nigeria i I, I think afghan's Afcon's a different one. Um, I'm, I'm I'm all for it because you, you can really see the, the pride that they got. That was, and I think that, that's a big cultural shift as well. I think there's a lot of pride the guys do take when they represent the national team. But I think when it, when it's England, there's a weird Liverpool England thing. Uh, it just it just in general, just because of how the city's been treated by governments and stuff. So that plays a big part into it. But also a massive part that plays into it is the fact that whenever our players go on England duty, they end up getting getting fucking injured. So. <laughs> Like one of the reasons Daniel Sturridge is not a top level footballer anymore is because of England duty. Joe Gomez yeah. got England injured on England duty. I'm pretty sure Henderson did it one point two. Trent did as well. So it, there's just like a big distrust there. And I'm like, oh. I know they'll be safe at home, so I just keep them at home in bubble wrap. I re- I remember. I, I don't know if it was this summer or the last window, but Trent didn't get called up, and there were like five right backs called up. Yeah. And, and like, I remember looking at that, like, what? 
Like what? And, and I bet, I bet it was like Klopp was just like a little bit rude to Southgate. And he was like, well, I'm not going to pick like call up your players. It's like, good. Thank you. <laughs> Doing me a solid. Um, so I, I think that the, uh, so, so anyway, so um, if football comes home, I, I, I guess uh, you'll be like vaguely happy for your countrymen, but also like vaguely annoyed that you have to deal with it. Um, if America wins a world cup, I promise you that we will be insufferable. Um, and I, that's all I want. I think, I think that if America wins a world cup, you're going to get a whole bunch of like American sports fans who don't care about soccer. who are going to get real into soccer real quickly because we as a country only care about sports that we're good at. Um, so, uh, if you want a whole bunch of Boston fans who got really into soccer in a hurry, um, root for America. Uh, I don't know if that's <laughs> what you want, but it's possible. um but uh but regardless so uh krish thanks for coming on um do you have uh anything you want to specifically tout from the uh from the cop end uh side of things uh yeah obviously cop end every wednesday uh there is a new release um a little bit earlier for american might be tuesdays just because of the time difference so there you go (laughs) there there we go coming from the future to you um of course uh cop and fracas patreon page if you do love all things lfc a uh, whole host of fantastic weird and wonderful things going on there uh with myself and the team audio video wealth of content i think we've got around about 150 pieces on there which is just all good stuff a lot of great stuff to come in the future as well in regards to transfer targets that don't exist um general frustrations and of course all of the stuff that we do post match so yeah head over to www.patient.com and just look out for the weekly pod when it becomes available. So make sure to su- to uh, subscribe there uh, at, at the same place you subscribe to this podcast. Um, you can find Krish on Twitter at Krishan underscore Mamba 24. Um, did I get that right? That's the one. That's the one. Uh, you can find all of your uh, touchlines and touchdowns content at TLS underscore N underscore TDS. Um, we got added by the LA galaxy yesterday. Uh, they told me to DM them. I did. They didn't respond. Still looking into that. Um, <laughs> special thank you to our sponsors, the Smith workforce management group, as well as whoever blue liar decided to put into this episode, maybe Shopify, maybe Roman. We'll see who's to say, um, we, uh, we're going to get that Instagram up and running shortly, probably just around the time that football comes home. Uh, special thank you to, uh, our guest again, Krish. Um, and, uh, special thank you to you, the listeners, um, please like subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your neighbors, tell that guy in Vegas who you're on a heater with his name's Brandon Staley. Um, but, uh, as always, thank you, uh, to our listeners. We couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.